live under stress. All kinds of stress. Some of it is stress they place on themselves because of the guilt they live under or, or the kinds of situations or circumstances. And what do they do? Instead of going to God, they go to the pill bottle or to something to drink or whatever it may be. And oftentimes, because of different situations and circumstances, one person goes to the God and the other person goes to the bottle. It doesn't make any difference. The issue is, what am I doing with what doesn't belong to me? I don't have the right to do that. I don't have the privilege to do that. And you see, if it were only unbelievers who were guilty, that would be one thing. But Christians oftentimes are just as guilty. And somehow we have the idea that we can separate this body from the living God, and you cannot because he indwells the body of every single believer. And therefore, he has the right to tell us what we can do and what we can't do. I think about the diet, for example. And I'm going to be careful here. Obesity. Affects your heart, affects your liver, affects, your, affects strokes, diabetes. 300,000 people die a year just related to overeating, not just related to obesity. I know that some people have physical problems, but here's a, the issue is this. Your body belongs to God, and we are responsible for what we put in and how we deal with it. Whether it's overwork, stress, or whether it's what we eat, a diet, or whatever it might be. And then I think also a critical spirit, a person who has a critical attitude. A person who is negative about themselves, for example, another thing they did, another research, uh, over a period of, of, they took people, 600 people, who between their 50s and their 60s, and for 23 years they tested them. The people who began with a positive attitude about being healthy and having good health, at the end of that 23 years, the people who had the proper attitude, positive attitude, lived seven and a half years longer than the people who did not, on the average. And so our attitude makes a difference. In other words, if you understand that your body is the temple of the Spirit of God, and you belong to Him, and what you put in it and how you treat it makes a difference, and some people abuse their bodies, and some people ignore their bodies, and some people take good care of their bodies, and you know what? Sometimes you take the best care you can, you still have problems. But you know what? I think God certainly will honor when you and I honor the fact this belongs to him. And, and it's here to house him. You see, the truth is, our bodies are, are, are habitats. That is, we house the living God along with our personalities. That's who we are. It's what we are. And what we have to ask is, how am I going to treat it? Depends on what I think it is. Depends on who I think it belongs to. And depends on what I think the purpose of it is. The purpose of the human body is to house the personality and the spirit of God who lives within us to bring honor and glory to God to complete his purpose, fulfill his plan, his purpose in life. When I get that kind of a perspective on the human body, then I'm going to say, all right, what am I doing? Or is there anything that I'm doing here that would be a problem here? And oftentimes there is. So you think about how you treat yours, and I wouldn't tell you how to treat your body. I'm just simply saying I want you to get the point that you belong to God. And he had something special, personal in mind when he created you. And only you and God will know what that is. But the issue is, will you be able to fulfill your potential, live it out the way God wants you to live it out? Listen, be blessed the way God wants to bless you if you keep living the way you're living or treating your body the way you're treating it. And I'm simply saying to you this morning, as children of the living God, we're responsible as best we can with the wisdom that God gives us to protect these bodies because they are his possession.
for his purpose, for his honor, for his glory, to live out our potential. He has invested in every single one of us this awesome potential to become the persons he wants us to be. And only as I recognize that and do my best at that point can I be my best and achieve and accomplish what God has for me and has for you. And I simply want to say to you this morning, we're responsible. And you know what? Watch this. As an adult, nobody else is going to be responsible for us. In other words, we're adults. Our children, we're responsible to give them a good example and to guide them. But we as adults are responsible to the living God for what we do with these human bodies. And if you're going to reach your potential in a day or in your lifetime, keeping your body as healthy as you can, as pure as you can, is a God-given command. And to abuse it deliberately and willfully is a sin against the living God. And I want to encourage you this morning, plead with you today, to think seriously about what you've heard. Because you only get one. Just one. Thanks for listening to In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. As you strive toward healthy, God-honoring habits, keep 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20 at the forefront of your thinking. You are not your own, for you have been bought for a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. To listen again, look for the link to Today on Radio at our website, intouch.org connect to our online bookstore if you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, A Healthy Body, or order his teaching set, How to Reach Your Full Potential. Again, that's intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. If you prefer to write, our address is In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia 30357. We belong to God. Knowing that should help us with the choices we make every day. Today's Moment with Charles Stanley is coming up. Trusting God each day can be a challenge, but working to grow that trust brings greater joy and peace than we could ever find on our own. In Trusting God with Today, the new 365-day devotional from the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley, we are encouraged to believe in God's love and rest in His purpose for us. Pre-order at intouch.org slash today. Have you ever forgotten something God taught you when you were reading the Bible? When we take note of what God reveals to us, it helps us to apply it to our lives. With the Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Journal, you can keep track of your spiritual journey and be transformed by God's truths. This journal features artwork of Dr. Stanley's 30 life principles, lined pages for writing, a prayer journaling section, and more. To order, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or go to intouch.org slash journal. You're listening to In Touch. Each of us have different physical conditions and limitations, but believers have a responsibility to make the healthiest choices they can. Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. When you mistreat your body and abuse it, alcohol, drugs, tobacco, you name it, or overeating, eating just junky stuff all the time, when you abuse the human body, now listen, can't buy another body. 
Nobody can buy another body for you. There's not anybody who can give you another body. Even God's not going to do that on this earth. You only have one. And I'd say to you as parents, by what you do in your home, your body, what you eat, what you allow in your house, what you don't allow in your house, sends your kids a big message. And so we have to choose, we have to learn how to live a godly life in a sinful society. How do we keep a healthy body in a very unhealthy society? It is our responsibility. And it's difficult sometimes, I do understand that. And I realize that maybe you're facing situations that you don't know what to do about it. I understand that. I'm talking about in generalities here. That we have a responsibility, it's my responsibility to handle my body correctly. Because it isn't mine. Your body belongs to God, mine belongs to God. We're responsible to the living God for what we do. Every aspect of a believer's life can be an expression of worship to God. Learn more at intouch.org. And if today's program has encouraged you to anchor yourself in God's Word, we'd love to hear from you. Next week on In Touch, when our series, How to Reach Your Full Potential, continues on Monday, we'll hear about building right relationships. I hope you'll join us then for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look in an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. One of the most telling statistics from the General Social Survey is that Americans are having less sex now than they did in the 80s and 90s. Since 2008, the share of men under 30 reporting no sex at all has nearly tripled. That stat's one of the clearest signs of what has turned into a counterintuitive but now reliable pattern. The more liberated and progressive our culture becomes, especially when it comes to sexuality, the less interested in or capable of finding human partners we become. And I specify human partners because the decline of sex and the rise of high-tech sex alternatives have gone hand-in-hand. Hand. Online pornography use, for example, has become ubiquitous. The Institute for Family Studies reported in 2022 that a majority of men aged 30 to 49 say they've watched pornography in just the last month. And now, another emerging alternative to real women will likely draw even more men into unreality. Recently, British freelance writer Freya India highlighted the phenomenon of AI girlfriends, describing an array of new apps like Replica, Intimate, and Dream Girl Builder, all of which offer men the chance to craft flawless digital partners. These apps not only offer simulated sex, they also promise companionship and emotional attention. As India writes, quote, Create a girlfriend who's judgment-free, who lets you hang out with your buddies without drama, who laughs at all your jokes, control it all the way you want to, promises Eva AI. Design a girl who's always on your side, says Replica. End quote. And to be clear, none of this is an expansion of sexual romantic freedom, nor is it a tool that can empower people to make more human connections. It's a retreat from human connection, a turning away from the very thing for which we're biologically, socially, and emotionally wired. And yet, that's always been the end of the road that we started on so long ago when we mixed a commitment to hyper-individualism with technology. As Sherry Turkle observed over a decade ago in her book Alone Together, the process started with living our lives on the Internet. Soon, we began exploring alternative lives through social media, crafting identities and connections to perfection, pruning our friends list to include only those people who pleased us. 
And so now we've simply reached the stage at which many would rather cut out humans altogether, opting instead for drama-free companions who never have bad days, never grow old, always laugh at our jokes, never ask anything of us, and can simply be paused whenever it suits us. And AI technology is here to fill that demand. So what's next? C.S. Lewis was among many science fiction authors to speculate about this. In that hideous strength, the last book of the Space Trilogy, he describes the corrupted inhabitants of the moon, who do not sleep with each other when they marry, but, quote, each lies with a cunningly fashioned image of the other, made to move and to be worn by devilish arts, for real flesh will not please them. They are so dainty in their dreams of lust, end quote. Most likely, AI girlfriends will eventually morph into robotic girlfriends and will lead users to finally and fully give up on human relationships altogether. But what insanity! We're never made for such nightmares. We were created with bodies for embodied relationships, among them the one flesh union of marriage through which God brings children into the world. And at the heart of Christianity is the message that God values our embodied nature so much that in Christ he assumed that nature in order to rescue us. Our human relationships don't need replacing. What they need is redemption. Now, of course, few would have ever expected Christians to get the reputation for being pro-sex people. But if falling in love with a computer is the alternative, that may be our future. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Shane Morris. For more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org.